0: Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. The Barbecue Central Show is supported in part by these great sponsors. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and barbecue pits. Their website is thebbqguru.com. Also, Butcher Barbecue, maker of injections, rubs, and sauces. Their website is butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for anything in the barbecue and grilling industry. To include World Championship winning rubs, their website, BigPapaSmokers.com. And by CookShack, maker of pellet and electric cookers. You can visit them at CookShack.com. Also, Chops Power Injector System. Three different size injectors to choose from. Find out more at BarbecueKansasCity.com. And that's Barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and versatile cookers out there on the market. Visit them at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Smithfield, the biggest name in pork, bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get Smokin' with Smithfield and their grant program and committed cooks program. Learn more at smokinwithsmithfield.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the finest pellet cookers on the market. Their website, greenmountaingrills.com. Also, by Cookin' Pellets, manufacturer of wood pellets to fire wood pellet cookers. Their website is cookinpellets.com. You can also purchase on amazon.com as well. And finally, by Unknown Barbecue Supply, makers of lid hinges, chimney grillers, and much more. You can visit their website, unknownbbq.com shop. Use promo code REMPY for 15% off your entire order.
1: This is Chris Payne. From Euclid, Ohio,
0: and you are listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue,
1: you use wood. Are you sure, you say Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and oh. should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
0: Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. And we do it live more than any other show ever on the face of the earth. Bring it. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, by the way, Greg Rempy Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening, a jam-packed show that we're going to get to here in just one second. However, if you would like to get in touch with me this evening, this is how
2: you do it. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216 220 Email greg at com On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ at bbqcentralshow.
0: Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the com. And here's what's happening in case you need to get the newsletter. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, the fourth Tuesday of the month, regular segment, first interview segment, guest, the keeper of the flame over at AmazingRibs.com, Max Good, joining me at 914. Folks, April is over. It was here, gone, now it's
2: gone.
0: Beat it, April. It's time for May. Then at 9.35, first timer to the show. I want to say barbecue-related product, but when I tell you the name, you might be like, huh? but it's a product that I've been reading about. I saw it. I'm trying to remember exactly where I saw it. It was kind of, I don't want to say on a whim, but kind of on a whim. But it caught my attention because it's one of my favorite The product from whence this comes from is one of my favorite condiments ever. So we will be talking to one of the co-founders of none other than Bob's Pickle Pops, David Millar, joins us on the show. 9.35. And then we'll move on to the second hour. At 10.14, he is the Texas Monthly Barbecue Editor for Texas Monthly. TMBBQ.com. He is Daniel Vaughn. Lots to talk about with Daniel. It's been a hot minute since we've kind of uh, rejoined our, ourselves to catch up with the barbecue topics of the day. And then rounding out the show at 10.35. I will ask this question again in about an hour and 32 minutes. But where is the next generation of competition barbecue are coming from? Sure, there's a lot of these old dudes that are around. Right now that have been racing around for the last 15 and 20 years. New people coming in all the time. But I'm talking about the literal youth of America. Where are the next competitors coming from? Well, I've lined up an interview with one of those people. I think fresh out of high school. And the pit master of Stewie Magoo's barbecue team, Ty Miller. <laughs> Will be joining Did I get that right? Yeah, Stewie Magoo's barbecue. That's he's the pit master of Stewie Magoo's. So that's what you got. Max Good, David Millar, what? David Millar, Daniel Vaughn, Ty Miller. Your guest lineup for this evening. 216-220-0966, Greg at theBBQcentralshow.com. All right, folks, everybody knows the show is on. If you're listening and or watching, do me a solid and get on the social media-type platforms and send them these addresses. TheBBQCentralShow.com is where you get the show audio when it's live Tuesdays and then repeats throughout the week of shows all the way six years ago. They're on rotation now. Well, maybe like three years ago. And this is how it plays out. So tomorrow, for a straight 24-hour set, you will hear... This live show, Tuesday, which is the 25th, will be played time after time after time for 24 hours straight tomorrow. And then after that, all of the show archives will be played in some type of a random guess fashion that's worked on a algorithm of some sort, whatever. So, be sure to check that out. If you're bored, if you're driving down the road, you have nothing better to listen to, go to my website, click on the Listen Live Now button, and if you're not... If you're getting it between 9 and 11 on Tuesday night, you're hearing the live show, unless something has come up tragically where I'm not able to do it, which is very rare. Otherwise, Wednesday through Tuesday until 9, you get repeats of past shows. That's great. You can also find this live show at OutdoorCookingChannel.com, the longtime video syndication partner of this show. You can also find it on Roku. You can also find it on video through facebookcom Show, which is where the archive of video is also located. So that's great. Those are all the ways to get it. Of course, most of you get it through the podcast download and you could subscribe to that show through iTunes as well or any podcast directory. Just search BBQ Central Show, hit subscribe and we're off and running. So that's how you do it. Let's get a groundswell of fans, live fans, on the show tonight, if you can. Help me out. All right. A lot of you were sending me emails throughout the week saying, oh, we loved hearing about the volleyball excursion in Philadelphia. We loved how you told us that Philadelphia literally reeks downtown like stinks in an olfactory sense, not that it's bad, because it was good. And a lot of you knew I was heading back out to Kansas City. This past weekend to try our hand at the last national qualifier. So here's the breakdown of Kansas City. Kansas City, Missouri, via Cleveland, connecting through Midway, getting into MCI. Land Thursday around 7:45, 8 p.m. Hit the hotel. It's the courtyard at 16th in Baltimore, trying to figure out something for dinner. And We go over to Anton's, and I'll get into that here in a second. But just from an olfactory emanation standpoint, Kansas City, Missouri, the opposite of Philly in regards to the real stench that lingers in the air. Instead, a mix of fresh air and wood smoke that permeate the Kansas City, Missouri landscape, which was quickly noticed by my oldest daughter, Bobby. That's why we were there. It was just me and her. So we stepped out of the courtyard, hit up Anton's Butcher Shop for a bit after, uh, sorry, for a bite after we had arrived. And what ensued at Anton's was really one of the best steaks I have ever had anywhere, and that includes my backyard. It is a concept restaurant that is quickly growing in popularity, especially here in the Cleveland area. It's a, Taller building, but it's located there uh, to eat and to go in, you know, right from street level. But they have a full service butcher shop on one side. They have a restaurant on the other. You can go right through. It's all connected. They actually have a butchery down in the basement of the building. According to the server, they bring in three live. I'm oh, sorry, they bring in three animals during the course of the week that they butcher down and then use during the course of the week. So super fresh. Not always prime, but really great meat. So, of course, I'm ribeye guy. Suggested to my daughter, the 14-ounce ribeye. Then you have two options, grass-fed or grain-fed. Then you have an additional two options, as the way it is as far as aging, or you can opt for the 28-day dry-aged steak. Option for all steak cuts, by the way. So we opt for 14-ounce grain-fed. 28-day, dry-aged. And this thing, I thought in the beginning that the lady was overselling and disappointment was starting to potentially build in. She could not have upsold it enough. It was outstanding. Here's my plea to you. If you are going for business and the company will pick it up and you're in Kansas City and you don't want the barbecue, which I'll get into here in a second, Anton's Steak Restaurant is a must-go destination. If you live in Kansas City and you have not been to Anton's for steak, you're missing out on a gem right in your hometown. And I do it all the time here in Cleveland. I don't go to a lot of places that I should because I'm from here. But I am just here to tell you that Anton's Steak was top three steak I have ever had. Period. Ever. So if you're going to go to Kansas City and you like steak and who doesn't? You want to go. Uh Jeff is asking me better than your Snake River Farm Tomahawk on the Art Flame. Uh definitely comparable. If I'm being honest, definitely comparable. Right up there. This was this was beyond expectation. Let's say it like that. Speaking of beyond expectation, let me quickly talk to you about the pit barrel cooker gang pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve wracking sometimes temperature control fire management what woods to buy who needs the hassle but i strongly suggest the pit barrel cooker the pit barrel makes cooking simple and fun and it just might be the most unique versatile and easy to use cooker available on the market today imagine a single cooker that will be able to turn out great traditional barbecue meats like briskets pork shoulders and ribs while also being able to ramp up in temp to do those burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. The versatility, of course, thanks to its hook-and-hang method. So it's kind of acting like a stationary rotisserie because it places food right in the center of the heat. It's ready to go... that's not right. It's ready to go wherever you are. Fully portable. Fits in the back of most trucks, vans, and SUVs. All the accessories you want. Rubs... Unique removable ash pans, pit grips, turkey hangers, beer koozie, hinged grill grates, coffee mugs, custom sized charcoal chimneys, the brand new stainless steel rub shakers that just came out. Those things are great looking. Can't wait to use those this coming weekend. And the best part for $2.99, the pit barrel comes fully assembled, ready to cook on, ships right to your door for free. Not only does the cooker ship free, but with so few returns, everything they sell ships for free to lower 48. No promo code, no coupon needed. Don't take my word for it. Folks at AmazingRibs.com, and you'll hear it probably next segment, has been in their gold division. Not once, not twice, not three times, but four times in a row now. Just released. They're running out of good things to say about the simple, affordable smoker. There's nothing else like it on the market. That's what Amazing Ribs says. Head on over to pitbarrelcooker.com, see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their collection of short how-to videos. Then pick up one or two for yourself. Call 502-228-1222. That's 502-228-1222. And, yes, they will actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about. Pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. And we are back with Max Good. The Keeper of the Flame from AmazingRibs.com. By the way, if Todd Johns or Joe Pierce are listening, your review coming up towards 10 o'clock, I didn't forget about my barbecue folk that hooked me the hell up in Kansas City. All right, we're back right after this.
2: Casting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey.
0: Hey, welcome back to the show. This portion being brought to you by Smithfield. You love to barbecue, you love to compete, you love to win, do all three. With the help from Smithfield... Since 1938, Smithfield has been producing high-quality fresh pork products. They now invite you to Get Smokin' with Smithfield. If you're a competitive barbecue, you can join the Committed Cooks program. Members who commit to cooking with premium, hand-trimmed, Smithfield, fresh pork will receive swag and other great prizes. Commit to cooking with Smithfield and see what's going on when you visit the website Smokin' Smokin' with Smithfield.com. All right, it's the fourth Tuesday of the month, and that means it's time to visit it with the resident keeper of the flame at AmazingRibs.com. What grills and smokers you should be buying, what's getting ready new to hit the market, all that good stuff. But perhaps most importantly tonight, it's all about top 10 stuff. And that's why we have Max Good back on the show. Max, how are you, buddy? Hey, doing all right, Greg. What's new? Uh, well, we're uh, just living the dream here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, as you out there are, are, are there. <laughs> as you are out there in the Chicagoland area as well, and this is like a big time of year for you. I mean, certainly every day is big at AmazingRibs.com, but there has, to be, there has to be a point where you have to throw everything into the secondary locations and really begin to fashion and hone that ever sought after AmazingRibs.com top 10 list.
3: And You're here we absolutely are. correct.
0: So, like, just from a high level before we get into some of that stuff, what kind of a time project is this for you?
3: Well, you know, um, uh, my workflow is <laughs> – it flows. Uh, I, I do do a lot besides test and do reviews with Amazing Grips. Uh, and we we have fun every moment, as you know. Um, but it does take a few months. I, I usually cap it off. I don't get into – the actual r- complete finalization of it uh, till after the HPB Expo every year. I, I that's sort of the the delineation mark. Uh, I go there just to see if there's something I missed or if there's something new that I'm thinking of. I and I and something that you don't see in Home Depot, I can get my hands on it and really get up close and personal with it. And uh, at that point, though, I usually have a per- very good idea of, of what we want to do. And Meadhead and I have discussed it. And then we wrap it up, uh, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's, uh, and there it is.
0: So we are right at the beginnings of what some would call a grilling and barbecue season. Uh, April quickly evaporating. May will be in here before we know it in the next couple of days. So. People want to know what they should be buying or what's recommended, and they want unbiased reviews, which is what Amazing Ribs is known for. So talk to me a little bit about the new list that is uh, either just recently been unveiled or is about to be unveiled, and and most importantly, the items that are on there that we should be considering or learning more about.
3: Okay, well, it is published now. It's at AmazingRibs.com. You go up to the red navigation strip at the top. Of the website and click on uh, equipment reviews and from there you'll pretty quickly uh, see how to get to the top 10 list <laughs> um, you know we break them up into top 10 charcoal grills top 10 gas grills top 10 backyard smokers top 10 tailgaters top 10 luxury grills Those are the kind you like Greg
0: yeah of course
3: and top 10 multi-function outdoor cookers which is only the second year we've done that and um, you and I have talked about a lot of the ones that are on here. Uh, I would encourage your your listeners to go to the website and take a look at it. They, they may be seeing them for the first time. But uh, over the past year, we've hit on several of them. I know the last time we talked, we missed one that's that made the top 10 list for the first time this year. And uh, that's partially because it's a new line for the Canadian manufacturer Napoleon, their Napoleon Rogue gas grill. Which uh, I would say competed well with the previous version of the Weber Genesis. Uh, it's it's very nice. Um, Meadhead had one of the uh, a, a more um, upscale model from Napoleon called their Prestige, and the Rogue is a little bit more affordable. It's running around 900 bucks for uh, uh, the. No, excuse me, is it? Is it? A, I can't recall now where there's a three or four burner, excuse me, on the mains. But one of the things that we really liked about the thing was it has an external super-duper hot infrared sear burner on the outside built into the side shelf with a hmm. cover on it, of course, to protect it. Right. And what's so nice about that is you have the entire, uh, under the hood, you have the entire grill surface to work with. And if you're trying to do something where you're doing a reverse sear or you want to finish something up on a hot uh, uh, surface, you can cook at a more moderate temperature under the hood and then throw it on that blazing sear burner and finish it off. And it's kind of neat. You know, uh, many of the other – that's a, it's a unique configuration. Uh, most grills that have sear burners have them incorporated Off to one side under the hood or between some of the main burners under the hood. It's kind of neat having it on the exterior in a separate cooking environment.
0: So, is there a. I'm always looking to be the devil's advocate for you when you're on here, just so we're looking at all the angles. Traditionally, and there's been some other grills that are out there that have uh, launched that ceramic burner off to the side. Well, infrared i don't want to assume it's one of those ceramic brick type styles but i would imagine this one is
3: ceramic yeah. yeah
0: so typically because of cost and other reasons it's not a huge it's not like a tech size grill side burner that's on there it's probably going to be able to house one fairly decent size steak so if you're doing three or four steaks in your reverse sear you're going to have to go one at a time to do that searing is that uh Something that you would agree. Well, with? Well, I
3: would say you could put a couple, a couple decent sized steaks on it. Oh, really? And and that is true. Uh, however, you know these are not enormous grills. You, you know they're um, they're medium sized grills. Um, but you got also remember that thing gets so dang hot. You, you're not going to have the stuff on there very long. So let's say you are doing burgers or steaks or whatever, and you want to just finish them off. That you know it, it, you do that pretty quickly. Yeah, and you could leave. Um, you could. Well, I wouldn't want to say in every instance, but in many instances, you could leave uh, the other meats on the main burner area. Maybe you leave the hood up so it doesn't overcook. You know, but you're gonna you're gonna sear those things up pretty quick.
0: Um, from a, a functionality standpoint, otherwise, um, and you said it kind of resembles a a Weber Genesis. Is it the new model Weber Genesis that it resembles, or one of the older models?
3: Well, I don't want to get into it too deeply. Um, We're a little disappointed in the new Genesis two line, particularly the LX models. People can uh, go to the website to see why I I, we love Weber, we love them an an awful lot. Um, And uh, I guess perhaps we we have high expectations of everything they do. And we feel they fell a little short with uh, with this new line, particularly since Genesis had been so popular, you'd, you'd think, um, that we wouldn't be in this situation, and I must say that we're not alone in in having this uh, view of the new line.
0: So, uh, refresh me if you could. The Genesis kind of uh, expanded how many uh, uh, burner well, offerings? Nice was it thing. burner that's offerings? Nice... Is that Genesis
3: right? previously was only offered in three main burners, right. but they did have uh, different configurations, and some models offered sear burners, which we think are very important. For gas, most gas grills. Most gas grills cannot achieve high searing temperatures without some assistance. With grill grates, grill grates will help. Uh, sear burners are, are wonderful. We highly recommend them for gas grills, unless you have a super duper super powered gas grill that can do it without sear burners. Um, and again, I don't want to slam Weber. They make great stuff. The things, these Genesis 2 models are built beautifully. They have Weber's customer service and warranties, which are the best in the business. But in, particularly with the LX model, that's supposed to achieve high searing temperatures, they do it with some smoke and mirrors, which is kind of it's it's just a not not you're, that great. You're allowed to uh, say you know, it. You can lot, just
0: say it. Nobody listens to the uh, show. A lot, Go people, ahead. a lot of
3: people. A lot of people. Here's what it is. They have slightly higher powered burners than their standard Genesis 2 line. Uh, and they say, well, these, these, this the Genesis 2 LX has a high plus setting. All it is is a little graphic on the control knob. So once you go from low to medium to high, you go another inch and it's high plus. Everybody's comparing it to Spinal Tap with the guitar amplifiers <laughs> that 12. went to 11. Yeah, right. Um you know, and it doesn't get that hot. And they don't offer sear burners. The previous line, you could cost a lot less, I might add too, which is another big factor here. They're quite a bit less money. Even they had two lines. They have the standard Genesis and the EP series, which was very much an upgrade from the standard. Yeah. Uh, now the Genesis 2 has their standard and the LX, there's some similarities in uh in between the the previous models and and these new ones. But they do not offer any sear burners with the LX model or the standard one. Um, And the prices are are considerably higher than the previous iteration. So this is something that we um, uh, question. But yes, the idea that they come in two, three, four and six burner configurations is appealing. Um, And there are some other things that are neat, you know, like the new LX models have LEDs uh, over the control knobs. That's fine. They uh, apparently have a a much better ignition system because they went from like a two-year warranty to a 10-year warranty on the ignition system. Go ahead, Greg. You look like you're ready to jump in.
0: No, I was just going to say, so, I mean, there's some aesthetic stuff that I guess if you had your druthers, if if it was Max Goods Weber's, then you would remove some of the aesthetic stuff and make sure that it was performing from a gut standpoint to, I guess, where the expectation might be versus, well, it sounds we, like you guys should. are being a little let down from uh, from a performance standpoint. Uh, and, and, well, and, and well, you should, um, but there are some value adds that might kind of raise it up a little bit and make you feel a little bit better about
3: it. Well, uh, there's much to like about just about everything Weber makes, uh, but we did expect more uh, when they this was a big deal for them and they're sure they're pulling yeah, out right. all the stops promoting it too right. uh, we'll see what happens at any rate we should get back to the top tens here
0: yeah all right so let's um let's start with the grills side of things because that's what a lot of people are going to start doing give us some top 10 grills or, or or a couple of the top top ones
3: we talked about um uh, one of the biggest things this year that we liked was the new portable kitchen pk 360 charcoal grill and, Yeah. We discussed that last time I was on your show. Um, It's just wonderful. It's a cast aluminum uh, grill. Uh, The basic uh, design has been around since 1952. Uh, And this, although they've had a few different versions over the years, this one we think could stick. It's quite a bit more expensive than their standard model. It goes from like 350 bucks to 870 bucks. But it sure is beautiful, Greg. Um, what else, what else, uh, what else is new? Um, baby, blah, 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 We on in our portable ones. We added a few new ones this year, the can cooker, which is, a, a, a affordable can. It's, uh, it <laughs> was based off of, uh, <laughs> an affordable can. All right. Uh, it, they, people used to take these dairy pails They're, you know, re, you know how they, they looked like this. Yep. They had like this hourglass figure. And um, if they're out laborers working in the field, whatever, they'd throw a bunch of meat and potatoes and vegetables and things into them, set them on a campfire, and it would basically steam. Uh, and that's what this thing does. It's 90 bucks. It's really neat. It's great for, let's say you could if you're tailgating and you make your favorite chili or something, you could throw it in there and just heat, heat it up on anything. You'd heat it up on a gas grill or a fire. Uh, and also the very popular Orion cooker. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Yeah,
0: I've seen it a hundred times. Yeah, I think yeah. I might have actually had somebody from Orion on at some point uh, over the genesis of the show here. But, you know, for those that don't understand it, it you put the meat inside, you cover it up with the, yeah. with the and then you stack charcoal around it like a firing and then some charcoal. On the top, mm-hmm. and you get that uh, that heat penetrating in through the metal there, or whatever it's made out of.
3: Kind of unique. It's, a, it's made of stainless steel. It's a it's a variation on cowboy cooking that they used to do it in Dutch ovens, where they'd set a big heavy cast iron Dutch oven on uh, on an open fire, and then they take some of the embers and throw them on the lid. And a lot of the Dutch ovens that are are made for specifically for this purpose, like Lodge and the popular cast iron manufacturers, they'll have a, a lid with a little kind of reservoir, you know, where you can throw the, the charcoal on the top. And this thing is more cylindrical. Um, it cooks things really fast. It's only 170 bucks, you can throw like six slabs or ribs or even more, I can't recall at the moment. But you can cook a lot of stuff in it. Now, it's not a smoker. You could throw some wood chips on the inside and get a little smoke. But uh, for the money um, and the fact that it cooks things really fast, we thought it made a nice tailgater camping type device. Uh, blah, 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 blah. What else? What else? I'm looking at my list. Lang cracked into our new multifunction oh. uh, cooker list. And Meathead and I had a debate about this one because last year we said, we don't want to include. The, everybody goes to Home Depot and on. And you see these side by side things. They have a really cheap yes, gas grill correct. to do a really cheap charcoal, charcoal grill, and right. sometimes they'll have a little offset firebox on it. Which is and worse. we said last year we said we're not going to include any of these. Right. But Lang's been making, and Lang, for those who don't know, makes very high quality offset smokers. They're very well respected. They're not cheap. Um, they make exactly what I just described, only it's a super high quality charcoal grill bolted to a super high quality offset smoker, uh, listing at about 1600 bucks. You know, it's not what you're going to get at Home Depot. But we decided to include it. We made the exception to a rule this year.
0: So is that the only one of the hybrid cookers or the combo cookers? Well, that's
3: the only one that's like that, that's yeah. a side-by-side. The others have their uh, design is, is integrated. The, the, what prompted this, this new category last year was Weber's uh, Summit Charcoal Grill, which is really a great um, smoker, Kamada-style smoker, with an excellent grill that we feel is even better than the fantastic Weber charcoal kettles, hmm. um, so that's what got us thinking. Perhaps there's a, a space for this, but we wanted to have um, designs that integrated smoking and grilling under one lid, basically. That weren't these side by side things. were, yeah, I mean you're like you can put, you bolt a kitchen sink to one side and a you know, a keg of beer to the other, and you know, you just go on and on and on. We we initially env- envisioned it as uh, integrated design under one hood, but we made the exception for Lang. From uh, Ben, I hope you're listening to me out there. That's right, Ben Lang.
0: That's right, Langsmokers.com, I think, right? Um, <laughs> yes, I, uh, yeah. Or Pig It used to be uh, for a long yeah, time as well. Yeah. Pig Um So check it out if you haven't never seen those. Um, what about like affordable? entry-level smokers that hit that gold division and i mean it doesn't have to be a new one it can be like you know uh, smokers, whatever okay
3: yeah. well you know i know you and i go on and on about charbroil and this is sort of a funny issue um i i just feel for, in the low price stuff that they do a very good job and yeah. they kind of back it up a little better than some guys some some aspects of the quality are slightly better it's not a magic trick you know there's a reason why their stuff is so cheap, but we, we've been putting their vertical gas smoker on the list for the last couple of years. Uh, the pit barrel, of course, you know them, we know them, we love them. Um, they're, they're wonderful. 300 bucks delivered to your door. You get a, uh, uh, ugly drum smoker that works beautifully. Uh, for those of you who are still struggling at smoking something, uh, and, and you bought one of those crummy $150 offsets at, uh, Home Depot or someplace, bring it out to the curb, order the tr- the pit barrel, you'll pull it out of the box, and you'll have the best smoked meat you ever had. First time, I guarantee it. Um, grills, grills. On the low end, uh, Onward Manufacturing, Huntington, char- uh, Broilmate, Broil King, they keep just, just murdering it with the low end uh, hmm. gas grills. Um, is there a life
0: expectancy out of those? Like, I mean, can you get five last. years? Or? Last.
3: Some of them are, uh, cast aluminum. Um, th- you know, and you'll see them, you'll see these Huntington's for like 99 bucks, wow. you know, at the big box stores and they're little, but they'll, ha- they have like, uh, two burners and thin, cheap, you know, uh, steel, uh, grate but they're cast aluminum they have a, a much better warranty than anything in that price range and um you know if you're in if that's what you're if that's all the dough you got you do well to buy it i mean we we always think you know when you you know what it's like when you go into one of those big box oh, stores yeah. and you see something hey a, 199 bucks look it's got a sear burner it's got a rotisserie it's got uh you know a bottle opener on it it's got a lights and whistles and all this stuff and you i mean of course you could see why people want to buy it and that's the whole idea but those things are uh, i mean you get what you pay for man but when you get something something like the the huntington or the broilmate these they're you know, m- many of them are cast aluminum thin but still aluminum won't rust and they're very inexpensive and if you want something that's going to last They'll last a little while.
0: All right, so here's what you have to do. You have to go over to AmazingRibs.com and peruse the lists that are uh, once again released and on the website, and then in the meantime, you'll hear Max Good here in a month from now talking about something new, exciting, news-breaking. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the next four weeks, but Max, <laughs> I always appreciate the time, and thanks so much for
2: coming up.
3: Well, it's my pleasure, Greg. See you soon.
0: You got it. There he is. It's Max Good. From AmazingRibs.com. Yes. All guests
2: on the Barbecue Central show appear via the Smithfield Hotline. Yummy.
0: So, as we always say, if you are in the market and you want some unbiased reviews, check out AmazingRibs.com and use that as a reference. All right, Bob's Pickle Pops coming up out of the break. If you didn't know, Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs that have won pretty much every major barbecue competition, Period. They've also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue, to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've even created their own unique competitions, The King of the Smoker, which brings the best of the best in barbecue head-to-head, and a back-to-basics competition, King of the Smoker Unique, in that contestants may not use any electric device such as pellet cookers or pit miners They're just allowed to use charcoal, wood, and their wits to win one of the most high-stakes competitions around. On the other side, you have the guinea pig. That's a cost-controlled event that helps bring in newcomers to competitive barbecue. It also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category. That helps provide incentive to get new competitors into the world of barbecue. On top of all of that, They've created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, Big Papa's been able to do all this with only six years, maybe seven, of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning. For Big Papa Smokers. Still, just to begin. BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. And we are back with David Millar right after this. Stick around. We will be right back.
2: on the air. Call 216-220-0966. Now let's get back to the LeBron James and barbecue talk. Craig Rampey.
0: All right, welcome back. This portion show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today you're looking for a big cooker for a medium cooker for a small one to take on tailgates they got you covered in all those areas they got the pizza insert that's out now high heat pizza right over the top of the burn pot they can supply you with pellets to fire all those cookers check them out at greenmountaingrills.com that's greenmountaingrills.com thank you for your continued support all right joining me now is somebody that hey look we all know especially on the competition barbecue side. It can get hot, really hot. And if we're going to consider golf and bowling and archery a sport instead of a skill, then darn it, so is competition barbecue. This product just might give you an edge that you would never even thought about when it comes to the competition, especially on those hot days where you're sweating like Mike. Let's go to the hotline and welcome one of the co-founders of Bob's Pickle Pops to the show. It's uh, David Millar joining me. David, how are you, buddy? Hello,
1: there. Top of the evening to
0: you. Uh, am I saying it right? Is it Millar?
1: Yes, it is. Correct.
0: Right, good. I've got that right. Very, uh, I'm very nervous about last names because everybody gets mine wrong, and it's very easy to say. So I always try to do oh. that right, right off the top. <laughs> All right, uh, David, before we get into Bob's Pickle Pops, uh, maybe we could have a little chance to know you uh, both personally, obviously professionally, uh, we, we kind of know what you're doing, but were you doing anything prior to the Bob's Pickle Pop Stubs?
1: Yeah, good question. So um, professionally, I was in product design, went to Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, which is just over the top design school, and developed products for people over the years. And then finally, uh, uh, in 2007, I went to go see my cousin, and, and he says, here, try this, and and just pickle pop fell into my lap and and uh, didn't know what to do with it and and it, that just took off from there. But yeah, helping people with uh, uh, product design, inventions, ideas, and and making that r- world rock before this came along.
0: Are there products that are out there right now that are household names that you've been able to put your stamp on as it's made its way through?
1: Actually, my, my I'm so focused on this right now I, I can't even think about that. But uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: there are. <laughs> Absolutely. David Millar joining me here on the show. Uh, the website, by the way, bobspicklepops.com. If you want to check it out, if you've never heard about it, um, do yourself a favor and, uh, review while we are talking with top men here at Bob's Pickle Pops. All right. So let's talk about it, David. You had mentioned uh, just a couple minutes ago that they kind of fell into your lap and somebody said, Hey, try this. And I, I I'm wondering. Yeah, it's...
1: I'm, uh, I'm one of those nut cases in California. My cousin lives in Texas. I went out to see him 10 years ago, almost to the day he had a skating rink. Uh, he said, here, try one of these, not knowing what it was. Tried it, fell in love with it. And uh, he said, what do you think of the name? Pickle Sickle. And it just made me laugh. And I couldn't get it out of my head. And they said, what's going on here? He says, people have been selling these for 20 years in the South, from Texas all the way to, to Florida and, and, and up a little ways. He says, the hot human heat just causes people to, to crave salty refreshing things unlike the rest of the country and uh and i said okay well 20 years who's making it or who produces it who, you know where, where can you buy it and he says nobody and i'm as a designer and, and helping people build companies i'm thinking what are you talking about so I, I i couldn't get the dang thing out of my head and i thought it was a crazy idea and it, You know, people come up with all kinds of crazy ideas. And so I get home, I put a social media campaign together. Back, it was MySpace back then. And it just went viral. And everybody just started lining up. And then eventually the big boys called us and put it in 1,800 stores over the years. Uh, It it just absolutely went bananas. So. And so real quick. So our our tagline is, this is so great because. This just fits the product to a T. Our tagline is we are uniting the closet pickle juice drinkers around the country.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I'm uh, a guy born and raised for the first part of his life upstate New York and then make it over to Cleveland here through uh, a transfer from my dad's work as a youth. And then uh, here's where I've stayed ever since. And uh, now I, I love pickles. They're my favorite condiment, period. Uh, or side dish, or oh. whatever you want to call them, and I like pickle juice, but I've never thought about just drinking pickle juice and/or freezing pickle juice. So when you got that first pop, was this some something that somebody's just making out of pickle juice from a jar and doing it on their own in their home?
1: Oh well, it was like I said, he had a skating rink, and he uh, he just went down. You know, he goes to Costco and yeah. gets those oh. five gallon uh, buckets of, of pickles, and and literally throws the throws the cucumbers away and just takes the juice and makes the pops.
0: Wow. <laughs> so you're the concept guy. You're, you can't get it out of your head. You get it into some type of a, of a manageable production. And as you start yeah, to that grow was that part
1: of the story, that was, that was hard to believe. Sorry to interrupt. No. So while we were building up the PR campaign eventually and, and, and promoting this thing, a manufacturing company at Dallas, Texas calls us up and says, Hey, what are you doing? We want to help. And we're like, bring it on because the funny wow. thing is is we were making them by hand in the skating rink using a turkey baster and plastic tubing and a heat sealer we <laughs> my poor partner john made ten thousand of these by hand before these guys came along and took over uh production and so we're on the we're on the uh, promotion and, and marketing end. they're on the production everybody wins
0: how many are you how many pickle pops are you slamming out a day now
1: well, right now, last year was 3 million of them. We're expecting to double it this year. The, P, the PR, and the, we're doing a new PR campaign, and it's absolutely going bananas. Is but there- check this out. So the Pickle Pops is, is, is a great product. It's still a niche. We couldn't get it nationwide. It's still a Southern thing. So get this. So about three months ago, a light bulb went off. And I came up with the idea of putting the, the juice in a bottle, really nice high-end bottle for all kinds of applications. And then I thought, well, wait a minute, let's expand on this. So we have jalapeno pickle po- uh, juice, we have cactus pickle juice, we have olive pickle juice and regular dill pickle juice in bottles. That website is bobspicklebacks.com. And that thing is going to just rock this country with the pickleback drink. Are you a whiskey drinker?
0: Does a bear shit in the
1: woods? <laughs> yes. So if you have a shot, <laughs> so get this. So in 2010, Justin Timberlake goes into a New York bar, orders a pickleback. Never heard of it. And he says to the waitress, uh, uh, "Can I get some pickle juice for a pickleback?" She said, I don't have any. So she got him some. He tipped her a hundred bucks and went viral on Twitter. And I thought, well, shoot, we sell pickle juice. Let's put it in a bottle. Let's take it down to the down to the Hennessy down here in Laguna Beach, California, and get a picture of it. And I virally retweeted every time somebody talked about Justin Timberlake. I virally retweeted it, and it went Excuse me, it went bananas. <laughs> so we thought, okay, let's kick it up a notch. So now we have coming out in June, we have four flavors of high and. Uh, 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 pickle brine juice but check this out so not only are we just going to crush the, the bloody marys and the margaritas and the and the teenies with these juices but it's guys like you that can take this over the top in the barbecue industry possibly adding jalapeno pickle juice to a barbecue marinade right who or, knows where this is going to go or a
0: sauce or something to add a little bit of that Anything. salty briny, right
1: yeah, and the wow. cactus. And and if you go to our um, Facebook page and, and our um, uh, tw- uh, yeah our Facebook page mainly, I went down to a whiskey bar down here in Newport Beach, California, and I sit the four bottles on the counter, and the people are just coming to me, going, What are you doing? And I got video and pictures of a couple of people at this whiskey bar. That the one guy, Ian, on the video, this is too cool because he, just wrote off pickle uh picklebacks. He just he just couldn't stomach it. And, and so he took a swig of that thing and he goes, This is friggin' delicious. So yeah, I'm enthusiastic and yeah it's my product, but it is a blast introducing pickle juice to the American public in a way that nobody has ever done it. Every bar owner knows what a pickleback is these days. So it is just prime and nice like you bless you for taking the time to listen to my uh enthusiasm here i appreciate it yeah but you know what this isn't just about me it's about you i'd love to send you four bottles of juice and just go at it with marinades or whatever and have a blast
0: yeah that's awesome would love that david millar joining me here on the show david from uh and if i'm incorrect please correct me but i i mean just from a flavor profile standpoint you say briny a lot of people uh, say briny is salty is there a lot of salt and pickle juice and if that's the case um it's got to be a little harder to freeze if uh, if that's the case right
1: you know that's a, that's a that's a great question um the it's funny people you know ask about the salt content and i guess it's 10 of the of your your daily salt intake and, and I look at the back when I go into a, um, a convenience store, a and or whatever, and I get plantar salted nuts and I turn it over, and it's, the, it's the same percentage, 10%, uh, in the little two-ounce bag of nuts. So, eh. But here's an interesting thing about pickle juice, and, uh, and this is absolutely true. A doctor in um, Arizona caught wind of, of us making these things, and she was doing double-blind studies on vinegar and uh, uh, lowering blood sugar levels. So most people don't stomach vinegar. So she said, hey, let let them try the pickle juice. And her double-blind medically-backed study, I can't say that our pops do it, but I can say that pickle juice can lower your blood sugar levels. She said up to 42% when taken before a meal. The American Diabetes Association wow. called us and said, can you send us that stuff for our tour to cures? Now, now the cycling industry and the, and the runner industry is going nuts because not only is it helping blood sugar levels, but come to find out these guys, when they cramp up, they're turning to pickle juice <laughs> to, to, to get rid of cramps and, and, and winning races all because of pickle juice. So it's crazy.
0: And there's no problem freezing it, correct? You can put them in, have pickle pop like icicles, uh, or you yeah, can drink it as a in juice. a
1: plastic tube like an Otter Pop, and you lay it down in the freezer, and it freezes up. We put xanthan gum in it to create a beautiful texture, so you're not you're not sucking on a, an ice cube. It, 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 the texture is absolutely perfect. But what's cool about them is, no pun intended, is, is you could eat them frozen or unfrozen. So yeah, it's um, crazy.
0: So, you're helping sports. It's a, and the athlete, there's potentially a connection in as far as blood sugar and medically double back studies there to prove that. Are you, right. I mean, every day, are you surprised that pickle juice is gaining more and more? I mean, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to do a segment on a barbecue show with a guy that has this thing called Bob's Pickle Pops. And how many people are going to be like, wow, this is unbelievable. Like, can you even pull more than three minutes worth of talk on here? And we're almost through 12 (laughs) minutes here. Are you surprised every day at the. uh, Oh, no, no. I mean, this is exactly what we have planned out here for. But are you surprised every day when you get up that the pickle juice is continuing to gain momentum and popularity each day?
1: Oh, it's insane. We were written up in Forbes a, a month or two ago. I, I get an email from a guy that says, "Hey, you were on Chopped Junior." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He said, "Yeah, I, I want to find out more about pickle pops," and then so I, my wife recorded it, and I looked at it, and they used our pickle pops uh, as a as a recipe ingredient for the kids to to make these recipes. And Amanda Freetag was loving it; she was gushing about the, the 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 taste of our of our pops. Um, I just got an email today saying that Oprah Magazine wants uh, wants some pops, uh, Costco 8.7 million members. They're just, they love it. They oh. want to do an article on it. It's just, I, 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 I'm just like beside myself. You know, it's funny. In, in, this is so funny. In 2007, when I created this, there was a lot of resistance in the media. And when you're one step, when you're two steps ahead of everybody else, you're a crackpot. Right. Now, we're one step ahead of everybody else, and we're geniuses, and that is hysterical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ten years later, you go from crackpot to genius. Uh David, uh, 25.
1: Know. Uh, you tw- know, my, my wife has claimed that, that over <laughs> for years, but, you know.
0: <laughs> of course. So, um I got about 35 seconds left here, David. From where uh, you sorry. were in, in yeah, 2007 Bob? and where we are in 2017, like, what's... What's the next kind of short term to, to long term goal that you'd like to see happen with Bob's Pickle Pops?
1: Well, with this with this new line of product, uh, products, this, these Bob's Picklebacks dot um, we're just going to go from where we're, we're going to go ten times in the next couple of years. There is no resistance from anybody. Yeah. This thing is absolutely going to explode. We're you know it's kind of like when you go into Bedbone and you see Rose's Lime Juice, right? They're the only game in town. Mm-hmm. My goal with this company we, oh, we all we don't yet, we don't have a cucumber in sight. We are pickled juice only. <laughs> Our goal is to be on every store shelf and every store in the country as the pickled juice choice for everything.
0: That's the goal. Got to do it. I think you can. There's
1: guys like you that are blessing us, so thank you.
0: You got it. It's uh, David and will, and Millar.
1: And we will get those pops in the juice to you. I,
0: I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, it's uh, David Millar. He's co-founder of Bob's Pickle Pops. And again, the website is bobspicklepops.com. And what's the Pickleback uh, website again there, David?
1: Yeah, Bob. sorry, bobspicklebacks.com, plural. Plural. Bob's, yeah, Bob's picklebacks. Pickleback.
0: All right, uh, David, really appreciate the time on the show here tonight and continued success, my man. I really appreciate
1: it. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for indulging me. I appreciate it. You got it.
0: <laughs> there he is, David Millar. Wow. My, my man is shot out of a cannon, and I am fully on board. All
2: guests of yeah. the Barbecue Central show appear via the Smithfield hotline. <laughs> Yummy. So the question
0: is this, Central Lights? If you're like a southeast or he's obviously southwest, have you ever had pickle juice pops or pickle pops? Have you ever had that? I've never heard of it. Just rolled over one day in a like a Google alert or, or something along those lines. I don't know. Has anybody ever had? One? I wanna know. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the barbecue guru. Automatic pit temperature control devices, folks. That's what they do here. First company that ever did it. They created this technology, so don't buy from anybody else. Stay here. They know what they're doing. I don't get into the minutia of how they work, but if you could, use your imagination. And imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature, and one set keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. And you can take advantage of this technology right today. Because maybe you're a busy working professional, or perhaps you're constantly on run with kids doing errands. You don't have the time to set around and throw logs and do all that other stuff. I get it. The Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs, or all of that, and you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. The Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. You got Cyber-Q Wi-Fi for a lot, a lot of tech. Hook up your smartphones, netbooks, laptops, tablets. You can run up to two separate pits on a Cyber-Q Wi-Fi. You can monitor a number of internal temperatures of meat, you can make all the adjustments from your connected device. You'd never even have to get out of bed anymore if you don't want to. You have party PartyQ as well, about 130 bucks. easiest point of entry and Pit Temperature Control device. Self-contained package, runs on AA batteries and can go from one cooker to the next. No problem, if you're in the market for a cook, try the Shotgun Oven. It accommodates all of the Barbecue Guru Pit Temperature Control devices incredibly insulated, holds a ton of meat. You're going to love it. So do this. Go to the website, bbqguru.com. Check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them. Don't guess. Call and ask questions, 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box, 800-288-GURU. Or visit bbqguru.com. Continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back to wrap the first hour right after that. Stick around. Be right back.
2: Big-name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show.
0: Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase you can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. Download the Cookin' Pellets app. That's right. They have an app. Learn from app for that. There it is. Cookin' Download. It's free. Central Lights love free. I don't know if you picked that up in the interview, but if it's free, it's me. Pickle juice pops. And pickle back. Has anybody had a... So it seems that not a lot of people have ever had a pickle pop. But you guys are drinkers just like me. Or as I say, raging alcoholics. (laughs) Has anybody had a pickleback cocktail? Justin Timberlake drinks pickleback cocktails. John Dawson weighing in and listening. FYI, there's a long-standing rumor that Chick-fil-A brines their chicken in their surplus dill pickle juice. Real. I didn't know that. John Dawson also weighing in via the Max Good segment. Rems, I'd like to propose a new nickname for Max Good. Max Grill Room. Max Grill Room. I get it. Like Max Headroom. He does resemble, right? I'm not crazy. Alright, I'm getting pickle pops and pickleback juice. Am I gonna put that in whiskey? Uh-oh. I love my whiskey. I'll try it probably. I mean if Justin Timberlake is doing it, who am I to say no? Alright, here we go stepping away from the first hour only to reload for the second hour we'll probably have a little bit more pickle talk a lot of people here in the instant chat never tried it yet pickle bobs picklepops.com and bobs pickle back bobs pickle backs pickle backs right plural all right we'll be back right after this you're listening and watching the barbecue central show from cleveland we'll be back right after this This is Scott Grigna from Fairfax, Vermont, also known as Scotty the and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show, Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want
1: to. Hit me! Fine, how do you smell? <laughs> You have a great show of a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's
2: in the in the crackle. Charbonneau, It's all
1: about
0: the Charbonneau, dude! Succulent fish, what?
1: He ate 264 So listen, Labernius, your
0: face.
4: I'm
1: shaking like a dog shit peach seeds
4: <laughs> We have top men working on it right now.
0: All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, you found the Barbecue Central Show. This is a show that occurs weekly, and we do it right here from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital, of the North Coast. And I am the aforementioned Greg Grampy. Happy to have you board here. If you missed the first hour, never fret. In about an hour and 54 minutes from now, the entire podcast will be released for your listening pleasure in case... in case... you missed the first hour. And if you missed the first hour, you missed the guy who was very excited to talk about pickles and pickle juice and pickle back juice. He's going to be revolutionizing the American bar scene, if he has anything to do about it. Justin Timberlake is drinking Picklebacks. Are you drinking Picklebacks? I want to know it. Evan Krim, Instant Chat, pickled horse meat. Yes, you're damn right. Still to come on the show tonight, Daniel Vaughn from Texas Monthly Barbecue, TMBBQ.com, and helping me close the show, is a young competitive barbecuer, very young, Ty Miller will be joining us from Stewie Magoo's Barbecue. The National Pro Barbecue Tour presented by Sam's Club rolled into Las Vegas this past weekend. This was the first regional qualifier this year that sends the top 10 teams to the Bentonville, Arkansas National Final. That takes place on October 7th, and those top 10 teams are in particular order. Your grand champion with a 706.8, almost 707, Burnin' and Luton. And about seven points behind him. And a guy having a wrecked, wrecked in a good way, by the way, wrecking the barbecue scene right now. Sterling Smith Luton Booty Barbecue. 699.988. I mean, it's got to be, it's as close to a 700 as you can possibly get without getting 700. You know what that means? No button for you.
2: Get that big stuff
0: out of here. No button for you next contest. Third place overall, your reigning 2016 Sam's Club National Barbecue Champion. Now the National Pro Barbecue Tour Champion, presented by Sam's Club. Darren and Sherry Worth, Iowa Smokey D's, with a 6.98. Fourth overall, Smoky Love Barbecue. Fifth place, Rhythm and Q. Sixth place, Team America. Seventh place, Parrot Head Smokers. Eighth place, Ridge Root Boys Barbecue. Ninth place, Got Smoke Barbecue. And routing out the top ten, Hickory and Spice Barbecue. So there you have it. It's very exciting. Let me accept Tyler's friend request on the... Skype so we can make sure we talk to him in about 35 minutes from now. So congratulations to the top 10. The next National Pro Barbecue Tour event takes place this coming weekend in Overland Park, Kansas. Good luck to everybody competing there. Remember, in this event, as it is a local coming up this coming weekend, uh, the top six teams move on to the regional final, and that takes place on September 23rd. Sorry, is that right? Uh, Eight, nine. Yeah, September 23rd in Edmond, Edmund, uh, Oklahoma. All right. Shouting out my man, Pitmaster from Tim's Full Belly Deli, Tim Shop. Wisconsin barbecue is blowing up on the competition scene. It is being noticed and revered and publicized about each and every person that is involved with competition barbecue in any sanctioning body. Wisconsin is getting its just due because they are doing it right. They are pushing it hard. and No better example of what it's all about, both from a competitive cook's standpoint and from a barbecue contest promotion standpoint than Tim Shop. So if you want to get in to the Wisconsin Triple Crown, go to the Facebook page for the Wisconsin Triple Crown on Facebook, and sign up. There's still spots left. Support Tim's Shop. Support Tim's Full Belly Deli and everybody else in the Wisconsin area. And oh, by the way, if you're going to go, you better bring your straight-up A-game and barbecue because Wisconsin killing it. <laughs> killing it. Tim's always putting on great contests. If he's not cooking in and beating you, he's providing a great venue for you to cook at and potentially beat somebody else. So either way, he's winning doing a great job. Congratulations, Tim, on your continued success on both sides of the fire, if you will. All right. I mentioned that I wanted to get through this as well. And let's see. So I was talking about Anton's Butcher Shop and a steak restaurant in the open of the show, but we were in Kansas City. It is a mecca of barbecue. And while I was trying to book a team event, Amongst some other locations for these girls, I was like, hey, I know a guy who's got a barbecue restaurant right downtown, handful of blocks away from the restaurant. I'm wondering if they can, because not everybody can accommodate 30 people, half of which are girls. Are they going to eat barbecue? Are they not? Guess who steps up to the plate? Like one of the best human beings ever, period, holding barbecue aside, Todd Johns from Plowboys. Easily accommodates 30 people right there at uh, 12th and Main, I believe. And it is a free-for-all of barbecue food. The girls loved it. The parents loved it. Said it's some of the best barbecue they've ever had. And from my experience, Palette, I can actually attest to that, some of the best I've ever had. So I thank Todd Johns personally. Plus, I'll be posting an interview that I did with Todd that really kind of takes a deep dive looking from him transitioning out of the competition scene into the restaurant scene there in Kansas City, and then looking forward to him maybe in the next handful of years transitioning back into a 35 or 40 event competition schedule, if you can believe it. So I will post that to the feed here coming up in the next couple of days after I get it all sussed out and edited out and all that other stuff. But it was a great time, uh, A, meeting another person that I've had on the show a number of times in person and meeting them in their environment and getting the affirmation that he is just a a solid human being, uh, not only from an interview standpoint, uh, but from a personal standpoint as well. So, uh, Todd, really appreciate your hookup during the course of the weekend. Second to that, but only because I'm talking about it second. Folks, if you're in Kansas City, you hear about all the big places to go. I'm telling you right now, forego it. The people that know, that are in the know, if you want straight up awesome, Barbecue food cooked fresh with that nice barbecue environment feel to it. You go to Slap's Barbecue. <laughs> Period. I got it recommended to me by a number of top people in the Casey area. Joe Pierce, who is co-owner, he owns it with his brother. They are killing it out there. I brought one of the other dads with me. This is after we got done eating at Todd's place, by the way, like two and a half, three hours later. We got in there. Joe's like, yo, you got to hit up my spot. We'd love to see you, uh, meet you in person. We show up around 7 o'clock, and the trays of food start coming out. If you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you saw the pictures that I put up there. Spare ribs were absolutely off the hook. Perfect bite. Great seasoning. Not sweet. Not too spicy. Just, I mean, just a perfect, perfect tenderness. Great smoke color in those things. And, of course, you go to Kansas City, it's all about burn ends, and those burn ends were absolutely magnificent. He actually held them back for me because they usually run out of them. I was was pulling all the big-time cards I could possibly pull in order to make sure that I got some of those burn ends saved for me. And then it was the cheese corn and the coleslaw and the hot potato salad and the sandwich uh, that is named after somebody that he named the sandwich after that I can't remember right off the top of my head, but it had burnt ends and it had the uh, cheddar jalapeno sausage on it and some lettuce and the three different types of barbecue sauce that he has on the table. The turkey was outstanding. I think Joe was literally trying to kill me on the table. Holy. <laughs> oh. And I brought uh, a lot of the burnt ends and, and, like, four of the ribs back home with me to the hotel room, and I ate them cold the next day. Uh, how good was that? Cold the next day? Spectacular. Spectacular. So I'm here to tell you, aside from where I told you to go get steak, if you want barbecue, depending on where you're at, depending on what kind of time you have, if you're right downtown, you got to get it. Got to hit a Plowboys right on 12th and maine and if you're if you have some time and it's not too far either you got you have to go to joe's slaps barbecue uh, out there on central i believe it's a central tremendous tremendous the dad that was with me and i've had a lot of great barbecue right i make a lot of good barbecue myself that dad would not stop talking about it for the rest of the weekend all day saturday all day sunday talking about how good slaps was he's a fan let's just say it like that So thanks, Joe. Thank your brother for me as well. I didn't get to meet him. Uh, Both places have outstanding help there, from the counter to the guys in the back and the gals in the back. It's just a fabulous, fabulous experience. I would go back minus the volleyball, because, you know, we sucked. Uh All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the NBBQA 2015, 2016, 2017. Tool of the year, coming in three awesome sizes. The half-gallon, the full-gallon, and the CHOPS full-power injector system. Of course, the first two are holding tanks that you put under pressure. Both have four needles. One's 100 bucks. That's the half-gallon. One's 120 bucks. That's the one-gallon. Then you have the newest opportunity, the CHOPS full-power injector. It's electric, and it is the commercial and competition Big Daddy. Not a holding tank, but a 3.5-foot pickup tube. You can put in any size container from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum. It was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City, and he's said time and time again that with the Chops Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 2-inch, 11-and-a-half-gauge needles, 3 plug screws, and metal needle protector, $325 plus shipping. Top pitmasters in the country and the world are using Chops. Come on. We live in a foodie world. You need flavor in every bite. This is how you do it. This is how you're going to do it really fast. It's not just for meat. Alcohol-infused watermelon, cantaloupe, onions. If it can take injection, you can do it with the Chops Power Injector System and do it fast. Everyone, hand-assembled right there in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. They got all the accessories you want. And by the way, I tried to get out to see Dan Ulladol at the Chops restaurant, but it did not work out for me.
2: Get that big out of here
0: next time dan but thank you for the invite the chops power injector systems give your barbecue some power barbecue kansas city b-a-r-b-e-q-u-e barbecue city.com that's barbecuekansascity.com. all right we are back with daniel vaughn from texas monthly right after this stick around we'll be right back
2: Show, giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue a man actually named meathead the author of a barbecue bible bloggers reviewers competitors and manufacturers by the dozens it's the barbecue central show once again here's your host greg Rampy. hey welcome back
0: portion of the show being brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories, purveyors of made-in-the-USA stainless steel barbecue and smoker lid hinges, barbecue accessory hangers, rocket-hot chimney grillers, heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers to find products from Unknown Smoker Accessories. Keep your gear where it needs to be at arm's length and ready for battle. By the way, the rocket-hot chimney grillers are indeed available for sale also at BigPapaSmokers.com. You can still buy all of the items at Unknown Smoker Accessories. That's unknownbbq.com slash shop. That's unknownbbq.com slash shop. So check it out. Everybody, rocket hot chimney grilling is becoming a thing, a real heavy thing, I believe. All right, my first guest in the second hour tonight was the very first full-time barbecue editor for a magazine in this country. We also see him on this show from time to time, giving his thoughts on the barbecue world and what's cool and what might be controversial and so on. So let's head to the Smithfield Hotline. And welcome back, the barbecue editor for Texas Monthly Magazine, Daniel Vaughn, joining me here on the show. Daniel, how are you, buddy?
4: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Absolutely fabulous, my man. Always appreciate you making time for the show. And I guess before we start, I mean, you're kind of in that southern portion of the country. I mean, I know Texas always loves to be its own situation, but... Are you familiar with. uh, We
4: are our own country. Yeah, right.
0: Uh, Self sufficient, all that stuff. Are you familiar with Pickle Pops? Is that a thing down there, Pickle Pops?
4: Pickle pops. Uh, uh, explain pickle pops to me. Well,
0: I guess that, uh, as, as A, you can, that's no. You can
4: tell from my answer, no, I have <laughs> well, no idea. So I just had, These had a... those crazy photos of like pickles with peppermint sticks in them that I just, that I've been seeing running around uh, here lately. No, nah, I mean, it's,
0: this, this is more of like an otter pop, but instead of that over sweet red or blue or purple juice, it's pickle juice and you can freeze it or you just drank it right out of the. Out of the plastic sleeve, Um, I just had a guy that is co-founder, he's been doing it for 10 years, and he's in uh, 18,000 stores, and he sold 6 million or 3 million pickle pops last year, and it's just wildfire. But he said it's more of of a southern thing because it's humid and people crave a salty refreshment to cure that thirst.
4: Well, I can't say I've seen that particular uh, item, but I can see why it would sell well around here. Uh, there A lot of snow cone stands do have dill pickle as a flavor, which they basically just save the pickle juice at the bottom of the jar and add that instead of a sweet syrup. And it actually is uh, quite a nice complement to barbecue. Are you a big pickle guy in general? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, pickles, I think, to me, are, are – of course, I love the flavor, but they're also, I think, a bit medicinal as well. When you are uh, eating so much fatty meat, eating kind of a crunchy, acidic vegetable on the side uh, between bites is, is really helpful. Daniel
0: Vaughn joining me here on the show. TMBBQ.com is the website. You can follow him on the Twitter at BBQSnob as well. And there's kind that's of right. there's kind of big news uh, for those folks that kind of follow the, the barbecue industry, especially the, the restaurant side of things down in the Texas world, uh, and that's with uh, Mueller. So get me up to speed on what the big news is that we should be in the know about.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, John Miller, uh, it's spelled Mueller, but they, they say Miller. Um, but, uh, Louie Miller barbecue is a famous barbecue joint in Taylor, Texas, uh, been around for a long, long time. Yep. And the family there has gone off in different directions. So, uh, uh, Wayne Miller, the brother still runs law barbecue. His brother, uh, John has had several different barbecue joints in Austin, uh, very highly celebrated places, uh, uh really helped put Austin barbecue on the map. Uh, but he has had trouble kind of staying in business, shall I say, um, Uh, his first trailer, he went into business with his sister. Um, his sister ended up firing him from the trailer. Hmm. Uh, he went and opened up his own place. Um, several months later, uh, it lasted a few years and then was shut down by the the comptroller for lack of paying sales taxes. Um, so that was about seven months ago and everybody was wondering if John was going to be back with his, with his famous beef ribs. I mean, his smoked beef ribs are fantastic. Um, of course the brisket too, but, um, everybody was wondering when he was going to be back and just announced that in Georgetown, Texas, just North of Austin, uh, he was opening up, uh, actually some friends of his are opening a barbecue joint and he's going to be the pit master there. So they'll have a, a preview this weekend, um, at the, the red poppy festival they have there in Georgetown. So he's going to be cooking barbecue for that. And then the, the trailer called black box barbecue will be open, uh, within a few weeks
0: do you have a lot of contact with with john have you talked to him a bunch of times or what's your relationship
3: with him
4: yeah i talk to john quite a bit uh we text back and forth uh some of it in uh <laughs> some of it's cordial some of it's not so much but now john and i have a good time on twitter especially uh he he loves to get back get on there and poke fun at me and and i write back at him
0: so from a business standpoint if his sister fires him if he's had some um, uh, nefarious activities as far as paying taxes and so forth. Like, do you give this some type of a, of a success ratio that you're counting on, or do you think this one's going to just plant roots and, and run right off the top of, with success?
4: No, I think this one certainly has a good chance of sticking around. He, uh, I mean, he and the owner uh, both understand the kind of troubles he's had in the past at running the business side. So I think this is probably the best spot that he could hope for. He's, uh got somebody else running the business side and he's just going to be cooking barbecue for a living.
0: Um from a from a legal standpoint or uh, or from a um barbecue bill standpoint and we don't usually like to get political on the show unless it's all about the barbecue and this one is. Uh there's yeah. a, a barbecue bill that passed the Texas House unanimously, uh, unanimously but it's controversial. But for those that don't trust their pitmasters, so it seems a little, you know, we're keeping people in the dark here. But uh, give us a little more insight on what this bill is about.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, a, a state like Texas, who loves our barbecue so much, we've got we've got barbecue <laughs> being debated in the in the house. Uh, you, well, basically, it, it came down to scales and the certification of scales. So the Texas Department of Agriculture decided about a year and a half, two years ago, to start cracking down, um, and they required every uh, any and every barbecue joint in the state who sold their barbecue by weight which is just about every one of them mm-hmm. if you go in and order a, a pound of brisket they're going to weigh it up on a scale to uh, pay a certification fee for each of their scales and then pay every year to have it re-registered um so you know not a whole lot of barbecue joints have been in compliance really until the last couple of years when uh, the department of agriculture kind of cracked down and uh Went all over the state, really writing citations, uh, getting folks to get into compliance. Uh, it Seems uh, a few of those folks had the ear of a of a representative and had him put a bill a bill forth to essentially uh, eliminate the need for barbecue joints to have this certification and registration requirement. It essentially was a tax, an extra tax on businesses, is the way I see it. A lot of other folks see it as uh, as this uh, consumer protection that is going away now and i mean i guess the way i answer it is if if you trusted what you were buying five years ago (laughs) you're really not you're really not doing anything any different this time around they're still weighing the barbecue they're still weighing on on scales Uh, everybody's switched over to digital scales at this point no matter how rural the uh, location might be so i mean if you certainly if you're going in and you uh and you trust your pitmaster with food safety and all those other things. I think you can probably trust them to be fair in weighing out your barbecue.
0: And I would have to imagine if you're from Texas and you have been a longtime consumer of barbecue and you're getting something that they have to weigh out to give to you anyway, your eyeball has to be a pretty good determining factor on if they're shorting you. The beef, or you know, whatever they're giving you, as well. I mean, I, I would imagine you've eaten in seven hundred fifty-eight thousand restaurants, Daniel. As far as barbecue is concerned, I mean, you'd be able to eyeball a pound pretty well. You know if they're going to short you to a
4: degree. Yeah, you certainly can get an idea when you're looking at it. I mean, the other thing too is is these people are business owners. They're they're in in the business of hospitality. Uh, I mean, if I can tell you, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've gone into any barbecue joint and you order a pound of brisket and I'm telling you most any time you're going to get 1.1 pounds. And if you ordered a pound, that's that's what you're going to get charged. You're not going to get charged for the 1.1 pounds. So most any of those uh, differences are certainly in the customer's favor anyway these days.
0: Daniel Vaughn joining me here on the show. TMBBQ.com is the website if you want to check it out uh, now or perhaps after we're done here talking. Um, Also, and this kind of goes, I mean, I hate to use the term barbecue or or grilling season because a lot of us, especially if you're in a good environmental area or temperature area like uh, kind of where you're at or maybe you're out in the West Coast or down South, up here in Cleveland, it's kind of hit and miss the last couple of years. You can really cook out no matter what uh, during the course of uh, all 12 months. A um, couple of years before that, eh, not so much. Or you had to be really loving getting frostbite while you're tending to your briskets. But –
4: well, here I env- I envision you out there like at it, it all times, no matter yeah. how much snow is on. Yeah, ground, I mean that's in your, me uh, in your hat and gloves and coat. Yes. And, I mean, it, you've always got to fire it fired up, right? And
0: not only do I have like all of the eight pits on the patio when it's snowing out, I also have the Toro snow thrower, so I can just start that up and make sure that all <laughs> paths are cleared at all times. But I have to be more of the exception and, than the rule.
4: Yeah, well, say, save a little of that snow. You can make yourself some uh, pickle snow. Cream. That's right. I, I,
0: very good call back there, Daniel. I appreciate that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about dirty smoke, especially with this podcast. We, have, we run the gamut. Uh, we have the pitmasters and the experts, but then we also have novice and beginners. So w- when we talk about dirty smoke, what are we looking at, I guess, from a combustion standpoint, and then what are we looking at visually coming out of a chimney?
4: Yeah, well, you know, you're firing up your smokers, uh, especially your offset smokers that are going to be cooking with wood. Uh, you want to look at see what color that smoke is coming out of the uh, exhaust, coming out of that stack. When you start that fire up right away, uh, the first thing you're going to see is, is black or really dark smoke as that fire starts uh, – is really just getting started. And you're going to smell it. It's going to smell a lot different, too. It's going to smell heavy. Uh, and then as that fire really starts to get raging, your pit's coming up to temperature – uh, that it starts to mellow out. It gets a lighter gray, uh, even down to, you know, like a really light, almost clear blue color. Uh, and that's really the kind of smoke you're looking for. I, I wrote about this on TMBBQ because uh, I've been going into a number of uh, of barbecue joints and, uh, you know, they, they get this idea that the more smoke, the better, the more smoke flavor, the better. And, you know, I bit into this uh, this chicken thigh, that had been so oversmoked, it was. I mean, it was so black, it looked like it had been covered in in, uh, in crude oil. I mean, it was just absolutely uh, charred black, mm. and it it basically had a bunch of dirty smoke from a fire that had been stifled. You know, a, a fire that uh, instead of burning had been um, smoldering, and when that fire smolders. Uh, you get uh, you get that dirty smoke coming out of there, and it gets on your food, and that's, that's what your food is going to taste like, and it's going to stick in your mouth, too. You get this creosote flavor that uh, sticks to your tongue. Uh, it's something you're going to smell on your hands for the rest of the day. You're going to burp it up. Uh, your mm. lips kind of go numb, and your tongue goes numb when it's really bad. Um, and it's just one of those things I think uh, it's pretty easy to avoid, but uh, one of the common problems is that, I guess to save uh, to to get a little extra sleep and to save fuel as well. The the idea um, comes to folks I think in the middle of the night that if they close down the firebox and close down the exhaust and uh, barely let that fire uh, barely let let that fire burn, that they're going to get a few extra hours out of that fire and it's going to be a, a big help in the long run. But really, all you're doing is giving several hours of dirty smoke to the meat and it's really just going to end up tasting terrible and you're going to pretty much waste your entire night's work. So, uh, might as well just, uh, stick with the clean smoke. And if you've got to fuel it a little more often or pay somebody to be there over overnight to do it, then that's just, what's got to happen.
0: Is there by and large more wood burning pits, down in the Texas area, than you would see, you know, like up here in Cleveland or, or some other regions, because there's a like a pride thing, and this is the way we do it thing.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's been that way for a long time, and I will say that there's uh, there certainly was a wave of of a lot of the rotisseries coming in that didn't require as much wood and mm-hmm. could uh, could maintain their heat throughout the night with uh, gas burners. But we're really also seeing uh, most of the new barbecue places that are opening up these days are going back to that offset cooking that, that all wood fired cooking. And, uh, you know, a lot of, we certainly have a lot of Oak and we have a lot of hickory and pecan in this area. I live in Dallas, but you get down to South Texas and West Texas, and mm-hmm. there's nothing but mesquite around there. Yeah. And that mesquite wood, it's, it's even harder to make sure you're running a clean fire with the mesquite. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things you really have to watch.
0: Um, I'm going to take a left turn here in just one second, so I'm marking it down so I don't forget. But when you have, like, for instance, this chicken thigh that you were talking about, and you take the I mean, visually you know it's been over-smoked or there's dirty smoke here on this piece of meat. You'd go ahead and try it anyway, and all those uh, taste things are ringing true to you, and you're like, ah, crazy. Do you tell the person at the desk that there's a potential over situation or that the fire might not be burning very quickly, or do you not even bother getting that whole hornet's nest potentially?
4: Uh, it really all depends. Um, you know, the, a lot of the independently run businesses they'll they'll come by your table and just ask how everything is, and you can certainly. I mean, anybody who's been to a restaurant can tell the difference between somebody who really wants an answer to that question and somebody who's just asking it because you're supposed to ask that question. Yeah. Um, and so, if they really do want to know, or if they if they recognize me and truly do want feedback, then I'll provide that. Um, you know, this, this particular chicken thigh, I wrote this article about dirty smoke, didn't name the restaurant, just put a photo of it. And I did get an email from the owner, um, (laughs) telling me that he recognized that plate, um, recognized that plate of chicken and that he, uh, he, he disputed my, (laughs) my findings (laughs) and basically just told me that, uh, he just really liked to smoke his chicken for a really long time, and that's what happened. And I didn't, and it wasn't burned, and I, I didn't think it was burned. It simply just had, um, had lots of dirty smoke particles laid down on top of that
0: meat. Well, that's uh, whatever he likes on his palate. Obviously, is what he's pushing out there to the consuming public. And uh, you're at the mercy of uh, this particular pitmaster. But the other question I wanted to ask is, you said once you get south, obviously the mesquite is more of the prevalent species of wood out there that's native so when i first started doing smoking the only wood i could really get my hands on or that i really knew about were like mesquite chunks from home depot and i was putting in my Mm more smoky mountain and i did turkey breast on it i did ribs on it i did brisket on it that was like my main wood source before i really started to understand a lot more and become a lot more knowledgeable about the other woods and we had no problem with it we were burning it fine you know all the the good fire and the good smoke was fine do you think mesquite gets a bum rap? Is that the redheaded stepchild of, of barbecue smoke?
4: I think it gets a bum rap. And I, I think one of the biggest reasons is that, uh, well, I mean, it has that stronger smoke flavor because it has more lignin content. Uh, you know, all wood is made up of lignin. Uh, the higher the lignin content, kind of the heavier the smoke is going to be, and also the uh, the hotter it's going to burn. So I think mesquite gets a bad rap because, if you're used to cooking with another wood and you throw in mesquite, that mesquite's going to burn a lot hotter. The Mm -hmm. same amount of mesquite is going to burn a lot hotter than an oak fire or something else. So if you're not used to it, you throw on the same amount of logs, you get so much more heat. Your smoker that you're trying to keep at 250 or whatever bumps up to 300 and you're just like, Oh no, what do I do? So you shut everything down. Um, And, and then heavy, dirty smoke. Um, And so, If you're not used to cooking with mesquite and you don't know how much mesquite you're going to need to keep your fire going and and keep that good smoke coming in, then uh, it's something you can certainly uh, have some problems with.
0: Last thing I wanted to talk to you about tonight, Daniel, and I appreciate the time, is is just a little bit of a teaser. We're going to run you back-to-back months here, and everybody is always anticipating Texas Monthly's top 50 list of barbecue joints that's coming out, so... Uh, have you finalized everything, and is that ready for release? And and what kind of a of an effort standpoint does it take from you to continually hone this list and and make sure that who should be on there is on there?
4: Well, you know, every uh, every four years now, Texas Monthly puts out a top fifty list, so it's quite a quite a stretch in between the, these lists here. So uh, we put a lot of effort into it. Uh, there's it's not just me. There's really uh, about twelve of us uh, who have been going around the state eating barbecue all over. Uh, Pat Sharp is our food editor. Her and I have been covering a lot of ground. That's for sure. Having a lot of arguments back and forth as well. Um, so we started this back in early November and we've basically just finished up here The about the last two weeks in finalizing the list, what, what order the list is going to be in, uh, who's going to get honorable mentions, all these different things. So, um, uh, and there were lots of revisits as well. You know, when we're, when we're putting a place up there as number one or, uh, you know, giving it really such high accolades, we want to make sure that it's good every time. So there's been a lot of uh, repeat visits. Uh, frankly, I'm, I'm ready for it to all be over for the fact that I can now get back out and try a bunch of new places because I've spent been spending like the last couple of months going back to places, just re-verifying back to a bunch of places I've already been to. And I can't really write about because uh, then I would give away where they are on the list. So uh, I've got a few new places um, that have been opening up uh, here around the state that I really need to get to that aren't going to be eligible for the list simply because they're too new. Uh, I got a taste of this place called, Guess, Guess Family Barbecue down in Waco, a food truck down there that just opened up. and uh, I had a just a small taste of it uh, two weeks ago and can't wait to get back down there and try it and, and a bunch of other new places that have opened up here around Dallas.
0: Are we going to be able to talk about that list next month?
4: Absolutely, oh, yeah. The, right. the list is going to be published in the June issue of Texas oh. Monthly, so it'll be hitting the subscribers' mailboxes uh, late May and and we'll be back on here to to go over all of them. And uh, maybe you can solicit some uh, some folks who are unhappy with the list and, and read off their complaints to me. on. I can answer them on air here.
3: All right.
0: We'll do that, no doubt. Uh, Daniel Vaughn joining me here on the show, Texas Monthly's barbecue editor, tmbbq.com, the website on the Twitter, at BBQSnob. Daniel, always appreciate the time, and I look forward to next month.
4: All right. Great talking with
0: you. You got it. There he is. Daniel Vaughn. The Texas Monthly Barbecue Editor. That's right. All said, guests on the Barbecue said, Central
2: Show will appear via the Smithfield Hotline. First ever. Yummy.
0: TMBBQ.com. Top 50 list coming up next month. Oh, Doug Scheiding. I just saw that. On, I don't think he's on there anymore. I think we might have actually had that conversation. Doug Scheiding asking in the chat room if he's on the KCBS hall of fame nominating committee of course it's not kcbs of course it's uh the uh, american royal doug you meant american royal not kcbs of course i know what you meant all right folks here we go if you're like me you're always thinking of ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game no better or easier way to do that than by adding butcher barbecue products to that arsenal you currently have in place or to start an arsenal because maybe you're just getting into barbecue if you are, might I suggest right out of the box a product that will revolutionize your culinary opportunities. Butcher's Barbecue Grilling Oil. Here is an item that comes in three different flavors. Butter, Chipotle, Steakhouse, Shelf Stable. Keep it right out by the stove. Take it out to the grill with you. Take it out to the smoker with you. When it's in sight, you find ways to use it each and every day. Set a butter in the pan for eggs, a little barbecue grilling oil. Instead of parquet on those ribs, it's a butter-flavored grilling oil. And it doesn't change the texture of some things like some of those other products do. It's one of my favorite cooking products that have come out here over the last handful of years. Now, if you want sweet barbecue sauce, Butcher's Barbecue has the sauce you want to take into consideration here as well. No liquid smoke flavor. Dave took the time and effort to make a quality sauce. Didn't take the easy way out like a lot of people do with that devil's urine, better known as liquid smoke. Grab a box of six, it's gonna go fast, and of course you know Dave has the rubs. Those two standby or flagship style rubs, which is Honey Rub, one of my all-time favorites. Then you have the Steak and Brisket Rub, but then you have the new ones that had come out here just a little while ago, the Pecan, the Cherry, Chipotle, and Dave's Double Secret Masters Blend. And then the Injections, what Dave really garnered the name from. And it used to just be like pork and brisket. Now there's Bird Booster. There's an additional pork injection. Also, taking the guesswork. If you can't read directions, if you're not that bright, you're a little dim, or you just want it easy as it gets, already pre-made injections in the bottle for pork and beef. Get your injector, stick it in the bottle, pull it out, perfectly made each and every time. Inject and off you go already in already mixed injections ready to go pork and beef head on over to butcherbbq.com that's butcherbbq.com and do what i do always trust your butcher we're back with ty miller right after this stick around be right back
2: continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way you're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All
0: right, welcome back. The biggest name in pork is bringing you great opportunities. This barbecue season, get Smokin' with Smithfield and their Committed Cooks program. You can learn more about the Committed Cooks program by going to Smokin'. With Smithfield, S-M-O-K-I-N, smokingwithsmithfield.com. All right, so we've talked about it not a lot on this show, to be quite honest. We've talked with people that have been barbecuing for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. I think Johnny Trigg has been barbecuing for 700 years. He does not know me, though. But we often wonder, where is the next line of competition barbecuers coming from? Are they... 15 years old are they 29 years old where is the next generation of competitive barbecue are coming from well let's talk to a next generation competitive barbecue the pit master of stewie magoo's barbecue ty miller joining me here on the show ty how are you
5: buddy hey,
0: i'm absolutely fabulous ty i appreciate you making time here for the show tonight so uh, obviously with the build up here let me uh, duck daniel vaughn out and uh, go ahead and pull you up here um with the lead up, uh, you know, I'm talking about the youth of competition barbecue. And look, uh, certainly nobody's more aware of how old these dudes on the circuit are uh, because you're a competitive barbecuer as well. So, uh, how old are you? Uh, where are you at in school? Are you obviously a Kansas Jayhawks fan uh, and, and unabashed, I might add, as the emblems are right behind you? So, give us the insight there. I'm
5: um, 18. I'm a senior. Uh, in high school? Day. Yeah. Oh, Should not you be in bed right now, Mister?
0: Yeah. Like, good yeah, Lord. All right, it's going to be an early rise. So, 18 years old. So, I mean, really young, still in high school. How many competitions do you got underneath your belt?
5: Uh, just two. That's it. My first one alone, though, I placed <laughs> in pork.
0: And you did it. You did it all by yourself.
5: I mean, my dad was there, obviously, but cooking was done myself.
0: All right, so I ask grown men this question all the time, uh, so let me ask you. Are you from a family that is you know, steeped in the barbecue traditions, or does mom or dad like to do the grill and barbecue thing? Or, and I guess how does a young, literally, a young Ty Miller decide that competition barbecue is something you want to try your hand at?
5: Yeah, see, we, we, my dad has been competing with this team. He started it in 93 and I thought I always loved going to it since I was way younger so one day I just decided hey let me do one by myself so I did one and it was awesome
0: Did dad let you do a lot of the cooking at home as you're, you know, getting older oh, yeah. and older and he's kind of teaching you the ropes of barbecue?
5: Yeah, I always had buddies come over. We'd split in money and I'd Cook them dinner. Uh,
0: Ty Miller joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Stewie Magoo's Barbecue. Got to ask, uh, what's up with Stewie Magoo's?
5: Really don't know. He made it up. He <laughs> oh, made it up.
0: This is your dad's team's name, and you're carrying on the name then? Right. Oh, okay. Is, is your dad's name Stew? No. Oh, darn it. I Obviously, know his last name isn't Magoo, so it might be some like weird college name or something.
5: It's uh, yeah, it's from college.
0: Uh Well, we know what happens in college, and you'll probably find out next year. Who knows what? Who who knows what your new team name is going to be? So, does Dad like uh, still compete with you? Uh, oh, well, does your dad still compete?
5: Yeah. Um, from here on out, I think he's going to do one competition. and I'll take a different one. So he'll do like Lenexa, if you've heard of that. Oh,
0: the Great Lenexa Barbecue Battle? No, who's ever heard of that? <laughs> No, nobody. <laughs> um, one of the things that I was seeing on Facebook, it might've been three or four months ago. Maybe this was about you. Maybe it wasn't. When did you turn 18? October. So, uh, all right. So maybe I'm trying to remember when this was. So here's the Facebook post, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're at this competition and the awards are going off. And like Somebody less than 18 who was the cook gets a call, goes, gets the check, and evidently there's KCBS rules where the head cook has to be at least 18 years or older in order to be classified a head cook and then also to get the money. So uh, was that you? That was not me. Okay. So uh, were you fully versed in these rules or did you know that there were some type of limitations on you as far as what you could be listed as uh, so you were conforming to the rules and regulations that KCBS has.
5: I did not know that, but we just went ahead and put my dad's name down as head chef uh-huh. regardless.
0: Cool, yeah. So that that way you could get the money. Um, and I and I should not assume that you just do KCBS. Are you are you in other sanctioning bodies, or do you not even do KCBS? Do you do the other sanctioning bodies?
5: No, it's just KCBS.
0: Okay, so uh, and where are you are you home based out of Kansas? Yeah, Shawnee. Shawnee. Okay. Oh, well, there's. Some really good uh, barbecue competitions that happened there a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You take place in those? No. No? Why not? What do you got? Prom or something?
5: Busy with school.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm busy with school. Yeah, I get it. Um, all right. So, a- as you're gearing up for those first couple competitions, um, and obviously, you know, dad's probably a-, a pretty good sounding board for you and a pretty good resource. Uh, is he like, hey, Ty, you're going to have to figure out a list and, and work a process and do all this stuff. So you're really the true pit master. Or like what kind of a, of a, of a hard line slash soft line does he take with you getting ready for these competitions? Oh, yeah.
5: He makes me do that for his because he says I'm going to be taking it over soon. So, <laughs> yeah, I have to make I have to fill the tubs, you know, clean the knives, everything.
0: What do you think the biggest learning curve, or, or the biggest thing to learn, and then make sure you do each and every time when it comes to competition barbecue is?
5: Probably patience.
0: Patience. How?
5: Waiting for your food to be cooked properly.
0: Are you a guy that's actively as you're practice? Do you practice at home?
5: Uh, I guess you could call it practice, yeah.
0: yeah. Practice, as in making dinner. Like, are you uh, constantly taking notes and you know running a temperature at, at, for a cook this time to see what kind of results are, and maybe doing it a little bit differently the next time so you can kind of pick a best way when you get into that competition setting.
5: Uh, I was, but now I've pretty much got it down to where each meat I'll have it at desired temperature and keep it the same. What kind of a cooker are you running? Big green egg, really? Yeah, just one. A large, and we have a Weber Smoky Mountain and a good one rodeo.
0: Oh, I love those. Um, So, from a a financial standpoint, is uh, Dad still the backer on that, or are you also having to to pony in? Yeah. So, I mean, here's the deal, right? You're, uh, you know, a young guy. you going to go to college after you're done with high school or you got something else picked up? Yeah. College. All right, so uh, that's going to be a huge expense all in its own. Right. I mean, that's like barbecue competition times a billion. Um, are you actively working jobs and stuff? Just to like try and save up for competitions and having to make sure you have all the right gear and stuff because, you know, look, a lot of 18 year old dudes that are still in high school are more worried about trying to figure out a way to, you know, bang abroad than it is to make sure your skills are honed to go out and compete with some of the baddest guys. I mean, look, in Oklahoma, you got some of the best cooks out there. you got butchers, you got Buffalo Barbecue, you got Travis Clark. I mean, these guys are straight-up barbecue assassins, so for a guy like you, I mean, it has to be potentially intimidating, um, and you got to be on your A game if you're going to be showing up to a competition.
5: Yeah, you definitely get looked at. When I came my first time, with me and another buddy, two buddies actually. But no, I probably what I'd save up for is whenever I do move out, probably my own cooker of some sort.
0: Do you foresee yourself continuing on to to competition barbecue and at whatever level it doesn't have to be, you know, going to 20 and 30 and 40 events, but did you see yourself doing a handful of events like from now until whenever?
5: Yeah. I mean, I, I love it. It's fun. Obsessed with barbecue, as a matter of fact.
0: Have you taken any classes? None. Is
5: that something you like to do? Yeah, until I saw how much they cost.
0: Uh, well, holding money aside, now I get to ask this question. If I, if the Barbecue Central show would stoke, uh, stroke Ty Miller a check for uh, no-names-please amount, what class do you think you would like to take right off the bat, and why?
5: Um... Probably one with Rod Gray or uh, Johnny Trigg. Really?
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be a total dick here, but don't you want to take a class from somebody who's winning? Right? I mean, look, let me say this, and uh, and I say this with peace and love. Uh, Johnny Trigg, legend, uh, Rod Gray, former team of the year for sure. And a guy who has been very successful at teaching others how to cook, but it would seem that you would want to like jump in with somebody that might be hitting.
5: yeah, but I mean, those are the popular guys around here. those are i mean yeah. i that obviously wouldn't make sense either because I see him at the competitions all the time.
0: When you were at that first competition, you said you were getting a lot of looks. did anybody go from looks to? Uh, hey, dude, are you lost or is your dad coming or anything like that? Anybody kind of busting your balls a little bit?
5: People next to us actually asked, actually kind of looked at us like, oh, you're going to have a bunch of people over tonight? Thinking we're a bunch <laughs> of college kids, you know, Friday night parties. But yeah. And then the guys next to us were talking how they couldn't do shit at the Lenexa and then here we go and place sixth in pork on my first competition, and they're just looking over like, really?
0: Is there, is there some type of vindication for you on that when you, nobody ever wants to be underestimated, of course? So when you show up, I mean, you want to do your best. Your thought process is, hey, I'm going to execute my plan. I'm going to work the plan. So when you get the calls, uh, and you might see those eyeballs that were kind of giving you those sideways looks when they first saw you guys show up in the in the tent, and then you see they see you guys kind of walking across the stage, are you like, yeah, man, like this is I'm really into this, and this is what I want to be doing? Uh,
5: really, it's kind of just fun. I don't know if it's really me wanting to do good or not. Regardless, you go out that weekend, you have fun.
0: Uh, Ty, where are you going to be competing at next?
5: Uh, next is Lenexa, but I think I'll be taking over some more at that one.
0: So you'll be like a chief head cook.
5: So to say, sure.
0: <laughs> um, do, like, do you and your dad have uh, different meats that you cook, or are you are you assigned, you know, one or two, and he takes another two, or how does that uh, kind of work out?
5: I think I'll be. Stuck with the pork for now on for sure. Um, he's done pretty good with the ribs in the past, but that was uh, been a while, so something needs to change there.
0: Well, no better place to start ramping up the ribs in the Great Lenexa Barbecue Battle. It's uh, really one of the for the folks that know competition barbecue. I mean, you win that one. It is a legendary contest. A, a contest, ton of teams there, of course. So. Uh, we certainly wish you good luck here, and uh, Ty, I really appreciate the time, man. It's great to know where the, the next round of competition barbecue guys are coming from. You're coming from a good place, so I wish you nothing but success, and I really appreciate
5: it. Hey, thanks, man.
0: You got it. There he is, the pitmaster of Stewie Magoo's Barbecue, Ty Miller. Another run. Oh, boy. Here they come. Here come the instant chats. Uh, Low Blow Rempy, Dave Qualls, Don't Be a Dickhead, Uh, uh, Evan Krim, That's Low, Barbecue Food for You, Oh, what? What? Uh, Am I being a dickhead? Am I being a dickhead? Absolutely not. Again, with peace and love, Johnny Trigg, legend. Has won like a billion contests. Rod Gray, former team of the year. Former team of the year. One of the first guys ever to do it from uh, like barbecue as a living, which like all of everybody wants to do that. That's in, well, most people want to do in competition barbecue. Are successful right now? No. No.
2: Get that big stuff out of here.
0: So all I'm saying is if you're a young guy and you want to get out there, It would make sense to me that you would spend money on people that are hitting right now. That's all I'm saying. It's not a low blow. Give me a break. But it's his money. Do whatever he wants. Winning now. Right. All right. Let me talk to you quickly about the good folks at Cook Shack. Manufacturers of smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in your backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five-star dining facility, Cookshack has the unit that will do the job and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, Smoking grilling 101s in a video cooking classroom. Check out their website, cookjack.com, or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, Google. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world class barbecue forum. They still have barbecue forum. Cookjack pellet fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast Eddie Morin. The FEC-100 and PG-1000 are always customer favorites. The PG-1000 can double as a smoker and grill, low and slow, hot and fast, the Pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cookshack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cookshack. Passion and dedication drives Cookshack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront get the best in barbecue since 1962 call 800-423-0698 that's 800-423-0698 or visit the website cookcheck.com. we're back to wrap up the show right here stick around we'll be right back
2: whole packers full racks legs and thighs injecting butts if you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best Triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today. Craig Rimpey.
0: Alright, we're back at it. Uh David Quall's weighing in on the instant chat. Those guys are good starting points for beginners. If Travis class had been my first one, I'd be in way over my head. I get it. Barbecue food for you weighing in. Young people can't even get into barbecue because of the money it costs. That's a shame. That's probably the bigger issue right there, right? I mean, forget about whose cooking classes you should be taking or not. You know, cooking class in general is going to be, what, 500 plus bucks from uh, 500 plus? It's it's only, that's probably a good baseline. Is that right? About 500 bucks? A lot at 750, a lot at 850, a lot at 950. I don't know if they go even higher from there, but that's tough for a high school kid to come up with like a hundred bucks, let alone six hundred fifty or seven hundred fifty bucks. And I don't know if the answer is backyard contests. I don't know if the answer is um, the guinea pig style, so you can put in if you can scrounge it. But even that, I mean, you know, for for a kid, I mean, this guy, my man's a kid here; he's eighteen, still in high school. To scrounge up 350 400 bucks i mean you get all the meats it pays down uh 10 in every category and all the way out but that for the this really kind of highlights where the cost of competing is and where the limitations might be for those looking to get into it like if ty wanted to do 18 competitions a year and his schedule would allow it i don't know if he would be able to generate the resources needed to do it i mean uh, Dave, what's uh, what's an average contest costing you? A local one, even you don't not not getting in the camper and heading out of town. I mean, what is it? So, um, and trust me, from a, from a class standpoint, and we've had this conversation on the show many times. Does cost of class give you return on investment? And to a man and woman, it's always been yes. Like it doesn't matter how much the class is you're spending. 800, 900, $1000 on an interview or I'm sorry on uh, on a on a contest, why wouldn't you spend that take one contest off and then take a class from somebody that's hitting and see what's see what they're doing. I buy into that all day. Skip a contest. Take a class with that money and then see what somebody else is doing. Absolutely return on investment is high there. So, uh, I think if you're, I mean, but I think if you're spending 800 a 900 $1,000 on a contest uh, for a young guy looking to get into it, man, that is a steep barrier of entry for sure. So, what can I tell you? Great interview by Ty Miller, Stewie Magoo's Pitmaster. All right. Quickly, we have to run away here. All the way in the first hour it was Max Good from AmazingRibs.com. And then we had... David Millar from Bob's Pickle Pops and Bob's Picklebacks. Then we had Daniel Vaughn from TMBBQ.com. That's Texas Monthly. We gotta stop this. I'm gonna get kicked off. And then we close it out with Ty Miller from Stewie Magoo's Barbecue, right? Um I believe I'm gonna be pulling a Chad Ward and we'll be off next Tuesday for medical reasons. Uh, not me, but I need to be around. Uh, stay tuned to social media channels for that, uh, for updates. But we'll be back the following week with a show that is already jam-packed. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. And until we reconvene here on the Barbecue Central Show, which maybe next week, maybe the week after that, more likely. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.